Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, that was pretty good action from Thursday night, NBA on uh, TNT. I end up saying I can't believe what I'm seeing Every time I encounter the man we're about to bring on our show here. <laughs> that is Keith Pompey. Covers the Sixers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Follow him on Twitter, uh, at Pompey on Sixers. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I can't believe what I'm saying every time I see Mike Silsky. There you go. <laughs> All, right. All right. Enough log rolling here, fellas. Let's get to it. Okay. Um, I saw Joel Embiid quoted uh, by you saying, uh, we're not worried about Boston Milwaukee. We're worried about ourselves. We can get better every single night. We can take the experience that we had. This is Thursday beating the Grizzlies and try to be better. That's all fine and well, but tonight they play Boston. They have not had success against Boston. Lost the last one. Last time they played here, they just got crushed last year. Um, should they be worried about Boston or I don't mean to put it that way. The way Embiid puts it, uh, should well, I guess I will just put it that way. Should they be more concerned about Boston and how they have fared against the Celtics? I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I think that this is a huge barometer game. I mean, like, I mean, when we look at it, I mean, you can say yes, the Sixers won five in a row, fourteen of their last seventeen. Uh, you know, they're third in the East. But I mean, the Celtics have been not only if that's their rival but it's been their biggest roadblock to success. And and I think that, you know, right now we're all trying to figure out how good this 76ers team is. Yes, they did this, but, but, but. And and, and I think that right now, you know, you, you have to worry about Boston because that's the one team that they can't beat. I mean, no matter who Boston has on the floor. So, you know, it's always great to say, like, hey, we got to focus on ourselves. We can't We can't worry about another team. You know, a lot of times to me, that's when you're giving yourself an out just in case you lose to that team and you have to answer those questions. So, yeah, this is a big game for the 76ers, bigger than one would think, like one out of 82, just because of how Boston has, you know, ruled them and had success over them. So, Keith, one of the things that Glenn and I have kind of been batting around during the show was the question of whether – it's fair to be skeptical and cynical about the Sixers because they've come up short year after year after year, can't get past the second round of the playoffs, or because it's a slightly different team with some slightly different elements uh, that maybe this is the year to break through and you're, you're right to kind of be optimistic. You're, you're around this team and have been around this team as much as anybody. Does this feel, look, any different than it did 
last year or the year that they got bounced by Atlanta in the second round. Um, kind of what's your perspective on this group as it is and whether it can get past the second round and get to where people think it ought to have been? You know, I mean, that's a great question. I I, I honestly think that it, it, it's the same. It feels the same. And, and the reason being is, yes, I get it. Um, there's a different cast of co-stars with, with Joel Embiid, but that's what makes it the same. There's always been a different cast of co-stars, and they're always saying that this year is going to be different because of that. But, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, they, they're above 60, um, 600 winning percentage. You know, they're getting a lot of hype going into the playoffs. Everything is this and that. But at the end of the day, they keep losing in the second round. So until they can get out of the second round, it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. Think about the excitement that people are feeling well, the people aren't feeling excitement now, but the excitement they felt the last couple of years is similar. So, you know what? I, I know people say, like, oh, this is different, but I think the 76ers fans are more like, you know, you, you fool me once is on me. You fool me twice. Okay, I got played. The third time is like, nah, you got to show me something different. So, with that being said, it is the same. So, who is it on to get them past that? that roadblock that they can't, is it more on Embiid? Is it more on Doc Rivers? Is this a James Harden's got to be the guy? You know, because I agree with everything you just said, and I approach the playoffs with, yeah, call me back when you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Embiid, because he's been here the longest, right? And, and he's, you know, the guy who's, you know, the MVP candidate. But, you know, Doc Rivers is the coach. You know, he's the one that's going to have to make these adjustments. But, I'm like, I honestly believe they're not going to be able to get out of the second round unless James Harden plays phenomenally. Now, we already know the thing about Joel, and, and I think he has to play great too. But I think the pressure is on James that he has to show us that the things that he's doing as far as being a facilitator and doing all that, he has to be able to continue to do that. So I think that if James Harden doesn't do that, and that's what he was brought here to do, the Sixers aren't going to go far at all in the playoffs. So I think it's a collective thing, and they all have, you know, different roles. But those three are the three main main, main people who have to get it done. We're talking with uh, Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer, Sixers beat reporter, Keith, one of the big issues the team has had, and, and I, we risk getting into the weeds a little bit here, but one of the big issues they've had in recent years is that come the playoffs, they can't take and beat off the floor because once they do, they don't have a good enough backup center and they can't score and their defense falls apart. Are they any better in that situation now? You know, Dwayne Dedman, uh, is, you know, has missed time. He's got this hip situation. Um, are, are they any better in that position now, or are we setting ourselves up for the same sort of problem come the playoffs, that Embiid's got to play every minute of every game, otherwise the other team's going to blow the Sixers off the floor? And you know what? I, I thought they were in a better situation, and if Dwayne Dedman can, you know, if, if he can get back and get some minutes in there, and if he can do the things that, he, that they need him to do, yeah, I, I think they are better off. But my concern is, like, right now, you know, the Sixers are downplaying it, making it seem like everything's cool. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he does have 
you know, a hip problem. You know, like, is, is that going to be something that's going to, you know, basically uh, linger during the playoffs? And if so, you know, are they better off with him? You, you, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, to me, until he gets out there and then until, like, he's 100% healthy, I think that is going to continue to be a problem. I think that, you know, right now we look at Montrez Harold as a guy who, yes, we know he can get buckets, but he struggles mightily defending at the rim, right? Uh, so right now the guy that you're having is, is Paul Reed, and can Paul Reed continue to play like he's played in the last couple games? So, you know, unless um, Dwayne Detman is healthy, you know, I, I think that's going to be a, a huge problem for this for the Seventy Sixers, especially in the postseason. I'm going to change the subject just for a moment. Uh, we're talking to Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Follow him on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. P O M P E Y. Uh, I will admit to a degree of Schadenfreude uh, with uh, Ben Simmons' uh, troubles, uh, and now he is out of the rotation. I mean, it's fallen that far. All of the teammates have left. He is in New Jersey. In New Jersey, I still go there. He is in Brooklyn on a disaster of a franchise. Um, is he, Keith Pompey, your prediction, your best prediction, is he shot as a frontline NBA player, or do you see a return to star form down the road? Uh, that, um, you know what? It, 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 that's a tough one for me. Like, I always felt like Ben Simmons had to – uh, hit rock bottom before before he can become the player that everybody thought he could become, right? And I always felt like before, like, the foul shooting and all this other stuff, it was rock bottom, but it wasn't, right? So to me, I think that he can make a comeback. I don't know if he'll ever be this elite player that everybody thought that he would be, but I do feel as if that he can be a, a – a starter in this league. He can be, you know, a, a pretty good player, you know, but to me, it's like, I always felt like there was always an excuse. It was like, it was my teammates. It was the coaching. It was like, and what I mean by my mm-hmm. teammates, like they yep. never had enough. It wasn't my fault. We just didn't have any shooters. And I think that Jock Vaughn, unfortunately, I felt, I like Brett Brown. I like Doc Rivers, but I always felt like they weren't a hundred percent honest with the kid. And I feel like this is a time where Jock Vaughn, you got to give him credit where he's saying, look, dude, you're just not good enough. And and until you are good enough and you put in the work, um, we're not going to play you. So I think it's up to Ben Simmons. If, if he looks in the mirror and says, you know what, I got to work harder, I got to do everything that I can to prove this guy that I can play, then he'll be great. But if Ben Simmons will go out and be like, hey, it's Jock Vaughn, he hates me and this and that, then no, he's not going to be that guy. But I'm 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 predicting that Ben Simmons is going to put in the work now and try to show this coach that he can play. I'm putting more faith in him than probably a lot of people are to say that he'll come back and not be an All Star again, but be a serviceable um, starter in this league. Well, I, serviceable starter. It, wow. You know, that's I don't think anybody saw that on his uh, rookie card. No, I miss him, to be honest. He was an easy column every couple of days. Yes, and sure, Great to I'm talk sure about. Keith does as well. <laughs> Keith, last one from me. Let's say worst-case scenario plays out, okay? They somehow get bounced in the first round or don't get by the Celtics or Bucks or whoever they play in the second round. What's next at that point? Uh, 
in terms of the future of Doc Rivers, in terms of the future of James Harden, Joel Embiid, the, the whole sense of the franchise itself, there does seem to be kind of an all-in feel. And if it doesn't happen, if they don't make a deep run, that major changes could very well be ahead. Yeah, I think if they don't make a deep run, I think Doc Rivers is going to be gone. I do. I also think that they got to um, – I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if James Harden was out too, right? You know what I mean? And then the thing about it is they got to take a long, hard look on what they want to do with the rest of the roster. You know, Joel Embiid is like the wild card because, you know, he could say, hey, look, yo, I've been here long enough. I love Philly, the fans here. But, you know, I want to go somewhere where I think I'm going to win. You know, he could say that, right? And and if, and if he does that, then, you know, they could be in trouble. But in regards, like, if they do go out in the first round, I honestly believe that, you know, Doc Rivers is done. You know, I, I, because when you look at it, it's like, you know, he's making a lot of money. He came here. He had a roster that Brett Brown did not have, and he couldn't get it done. And then, you know, you got James Harden. You know, he's going to want to get paid um, this year. And, and and I feel like it's one of those things where they're looking at it like, well, you're getting older and all of this and that, and, you know, maybe it's best if you do walk. And, and then – Joel, like I said, Joel is going to say, well, like, you know, what are we doing here? That's so that's the nightmare. Yep. That's I just yeah. let me jump in because that that's yeah. it's the part of the NBA that I really dislike. Right. Because you see it all the time. Right. From the top mm-hmm. star. You see it from LeBron and from Kyrie and from Durant and so on and so forth. And if that happens with Joel Embiid, who these fans have invested their heart in since the Sixers drafted him as a project and went through those first years where he didn't even play and the rise in stardom and and what I've thought is a great relationship with this town. I mean, when he would stop and pick up basketball mm-hmm. games. If it comes to the day, Keith, where Joel Embiid says, you know what, I, I want out of here. I want to go play with these guys. It will break the city's heart. Yeah, it will. But then we'll also go back to when, I hate to say this, when they made the decision – to not re-sign um, J.J. Reddick and they traded Jimmy Butler. I mean, I felt yes. like, yeah. you know, yes. that was yep. the best. That was, and, you know, it had especially to keep the big fella happy because they were his guys. Yep. And, and you know, like, that was the best team they had. It was. In my opinion. Yeah, well, no, and, it and you're was. right. And his relationship, particularly with those two guys and Jimmy Butler, it would have been a whole different history if Jimmy Butler's here and Ben Simmons has gone earlier and so on. Keep Pompey, you're terrific. Hey, tonight, big night. Enjoy. Look forward to uh, reading you tomorrow the results of this one. Thanks so much, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, fellas. All right, thanks, well. Keith. There you go. That's the uh, that is the hardest working man at the Philadelphia Inquirer, or one of them. Yeah. He. Uh, you're not. He, you're not taking that nomination. Oh no, Keith works a lot harder than I do. Yeah. The beat guys work hard. Oh, that's 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 the grind. The that's travel the grind. and the night games and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, it those. really is. It's it's interesting because. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned, Glenn, about the bond that Embiid has with the city. And um, that's not something you see often in the NBA anymore. Um, you don't see bonds between teams and cities. The league is so much about its stars no matter where they play. and It's a unique relationship that Philadelphia has with the Sixers and Embiid. Maybe, maybe Boston has with the Celtics, I suppose. But it's not very frequent in this league. And if that were to change because Embiid decided to leave, man, oh. it would be... 
devastating yeah, to which franchise. Yeah, which is what happens in the NBA all the time. It's it's my biggest gripe about the NBA, right? I mean, Kyrie Irving does a speech the other day about how this is good for the league when yeah. players demand to move and so on. Well, it's not good in Brooklyn. Right. I mean, those fans who bought season tickets thinking they were going to see a fun contender, mm-hmm. what do they got? They weren't even going when they yeah. had all those stars. Yeah, okay. But you know what I'm saying. You're yeah. a fan of a team. You're a fan of the Sixers. We had a caller earlier say he thought Joel Embiid was underappreciated in this town, and I disagree. I think the fan base in this town really likes Embiid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may have his critics in the media, but who doesn't? Right, right, right. That, that goes with the territory. Yeah. Um, and I'm not suggesting this is going to happen, except Keith raised the specter of it. If if the Sixers got knocked out early this year, and Embiid said, "You know what, guys? I, I just I'm kind of sick of this treadmill. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen here." I want to go, you know, take put me somewhere out west where I can play with this guy and that guy. That would be that would rip the heart out of basketball fans in Philadelphia. Yeah, and and the Sixers rightly would take the brunt of it, you know. Yeah, the yeah. feeling that right, you, screwed you, up. You, you you screwed up, you couldn't keep this guy here, you couldn't win anything of substance while he was here. Um yeah, you don't want to if you're a Sixers fan, you don't want to even contemplate that. Agreed. Uh Nick in Collegeville is with us. Good afternoon, Nick. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing all right. Doing great. Uh, listen, I, I, I enjoyed the Pompey uh, interview until he he pulled up that Ben Simmons point. Like I have no, like seriously, he's he doesn't he doesn't care about. I think game. he's done. Like, I, yeah, I I don't think Ben yeah. Simmons is going to. You know what? I've hit rock bottom. Yeah. Now. I'm gonna, yeah. I, I think Ben is uh, going to enjoy yeah, the I life think, and the money and never be good again. Yeah, I said I thought he would be a one one. You know. All, one superstar contract and gone because he he never showed heart when it comes. I sorry, not heart. He never showed drive to to improve his game. I mean, never, never. But anyway, um, before I get to my Eagles Philly sports point, uh, Glenn, do you watch CB Striker? Did you watch that British uh, crime drama? No. HBO. No. It's called CB Striker. He's a private detective with a female sidekick. Uh, give it a try. It's Nick, that's a broad church. Nick, you found oh. the one British yeah. crime show that Glenn hasn't yeah. seen. I lo- that's my genre. That's I know. That's, that's why I brought it up. I was looking for. I was. I was thinking of you when I was looking for a new crime British crime drama. But and it's HBO. Seen, HBO, yes, yeah. Oh, it's I'm, a BBC product, but uh, you know, shown to HBO. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I'm, hold on, write yeah. it down. CB or CD? Yes. Yeah, no. C. C. Period. B. Period. As in boy, got striker. It. In yeah. okay, great. You talk um, to Mike. I'm going to go write this down. <laughs> Mike, let him watch the first episode. Uh, listen, I, I'm finally starting to get over the, the Eagles lost. I mean, okay. it's tough. We've never been, you know, we've never been a favorite. No, were we had favorites against the the Raiders. Plunkett. Uh, you know, that's a good question. I yes, think they, Eagles were four, okay. yeah. four and a half point yeah. favorites yeah. back then. Right. Well, I mean, I was a kid, and then and and guess what? We were never ahead in that game. We were always behind, yep. so I never had that confidence there, but. So I'm finally getting over this Eagles thing, and uh, we know where the Flyers are. We don't have to bring that up. Sorry, Glenn and Mike. Uh, and the Sixers, we know, second round. Get me, get me to the second round, kids, and we'll talk about it, and, right. I'll, and I'll increase my viewership. So I need the Phillies to be good and start early. Like, I, I really need them to – because we went from – think about it. We went from World Series to Super Bowl, and now you're telling me i got to sit through 162 – uh, before I, you know, this season can actually have value. Yeah, but here's the thing, Nick, and you know, thank you so much for the call. The ride matters still, Glenn. People want the nightly juice, I guess you'd say. 
You don't think so? Not you, as much. You don't? You don't? Not as much. I think around here they do. I think the seasons are so long. Um, you know, we got four teams in this town. Football's different. Football's an event, sure. right? You yeah. get 17 games yeah. a year plus playoffs. So let's leave football out of it. Between the Phillies, the Sixers, and the Flyers, if you, if you are a fan of all three teams, that's 324 games a year. Mm-hmm. Which means it's pretty much, you know, one a day, one a night, often more than that, forever and ever and ever and ever. And I think you can, people have lives. And it's like, you know what, mm. I'm taking off May and I'll see you in September. Um, and I think there is a lot of that. And I think in this town, with these teams, and particularly the Sixers right now, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I'll, what, I'm sorry, I'm going to contradict myself. The Sixers are exciting to watch. They're winning, so yeah. it's kind of a fun show. But with most people, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll pay attention. Mm-hmm. Second round of the playoffs. Call me then. Well, I thought that too, and I'm sure there are a number of people like that out there. But man, being there the other night, that was really startling to me to feel the energy in that building, and they're gonna have a lot of games to close out the regular season that are relatively big games. They're going to be on national TV quite yep. a bit. Yep. Um, Good teams. You know, I, I wonder – It'll be. I'll be curious to see at the end of the regular season how the fan base feels then. Know then how good the Sixers were during the season, what their record was, are they playing with momentum, do have people's feelings about the team changed at all? Well, you noted that they lead the league in attendance. Yeah. That, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, they're averaging over 20,000 a game, and that's a good building, and when it's full – it is exciting. The other night was John Morant comes to town, yep. right? One of the most exciting players in the league. The Sixers are down. They roar back. I mean, that was – how was the crowd in the first half, by the way? Uh, not great. Right. Not great. Right, which I'm not I'm not blaming them for. They didn't have anything. But no, then but no. then when they had reason to cheer, they are great. Yep. So, yes, the, to the people who go, the people in the building, yes. I'm saying generally if you're a sports fan, you you – there's so much, and there's so many other things mm-hmm. to watch and so much other clutter, and people have lives. I think for a lot of our teams, it's like, I'll believe it when it's good. Which brings us to something that we're going to talk about in the next segment. Yes. Which is the one team in town, <laughs> which is anything but good. Yeah. And deserves our attention only because if we don't do it, nobody's going to. And they deserve our wrath and criticism. And I'm going to put the ball on the tee. And hand the driver to Mike Sealski. Okay. That's coming up. 215-592-9494. Mike and Glenn on 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.